Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insights. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NXT podcast. Hi, I'm your host. My name is Zachary Smith. Excited as always to be here with you. This is the go-home show for NXT Vengeance Day that takes place in about a week here. Uh, was this a good go-home show? Spoiler not, especially. Um, is it going to be fun to talk about? I hope so. I, that's my job now, is to make that fun to talk about. Before we get started, 
You can find me on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T, talking wrestling, other fun stuff over there. And before we get started on NXT, we usually talk about the news and the notes, what's going on in WWE. One of the articles that caught my attention is a Bleacher Report article. Uh, It's like five or six burning questions that will be answered by WrestleMania 38. Now I want to see if we can answer them as a group because that's what friends do is they answer wrestling questions. The first one they have is who is AJ Styles' next big opponent? Okay, he just beat Damian Priest. He's not with Omos anymore. So it would seem to be that Edge would would make sense uh, for that. Um, And like the last time they were even in a ring together was when Edge came back at the Royal Rumble. And AJ kind of like over-rotated on a spear and hurt his shoulder. So there's like a natural story there. I'm all set on Edge, Beth Phoenix, Ms. Maurice. I don't, I'm happy they got to work together, I guess. But if he's on a limited schedule, I kind of, maybe I'm not super psyched that that's one of the matches. Um, and maybe overall, like it hasn't quite been the run or the return run that we, we thought. But I think Edge versus AJ Styles would be a lot of fun. One of the problems is that like you don't have a Daniel Bryan, you don't have a CM Punk, you don't have like these two are just going to have a really, really, really good match, and AJ Styles is absolutely that guy. So I'd love to see AJ Styles and Edge. That seems easy. Next question, what's next for Big E? Um, So now, so Big E lost the title to Goldberg uh, at, at day one and hasn't gotten anywhere near the title. Um... Did I say Goldberg? I meant to say Brock Lesnar if I said Goldberg. Same idea. Um, Brock Lesnar's much better. But, you know, Brock Lesnar's what I meant to say. And I'm fairly certain I didn't. But I am going to leave that in because it is funnier. So he goes to the Royal Rumble, does nothing in that boring Royal Rumble uh, that Brock Lesnar won. And I I really had to think about who won because it was very forgettable. Uh, and now he's back on SmackDown. Um, since Xavier Woods isn't around at the moment, he's going to be tagging with Kofi Kingston. Now, you'll remember that Kofi also lost that title to Brock Lesnar and then stopped caring about it. Um, not Kofi the person, Kofi the character as he was written. Um, so, like, the optimistic view here would be he's tagging with Kofi so that they could still do New Day stuff while Xavier isn't around. And then you can loop him back even to Roman Reigns if you really want to. Um, the pessimistic view, which I think is generally the way to go with WWE, is that it didn't work exactly how they thought it would because they didn't put enough behind it. Uh, and then he just lost it randomly uh, to Brock Lesnar for no reason in a match with Roman that did not need both titles. Um, and so he's just not going to be the guy, even though he was fantastic as WWE champion. His WWE title run wasn't spectacular because they're not very good at booking a new WWE champion. Even though they say they want new stars, they don't put any effort into it. Um, And so his title reign itself in terms of defenses doesn't feel like a big deal, but he was like a now he was like introducing heavyweight title fights. He was doing, he was the best outside of wrestling 
champion we've had in a really, really, really long time. And if it were up to me, Big E would be the guy to beat Roman Reigns, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I guess the answer to that question is I don't know, slash he's going to not be a big deal. And that sucks because he should be. He's got everything you could want, uh, except WWE just doesn't want to, so it doesn't matter. Question three, can WWE recapture the allure of Ronda Rousey's rookie year? No, no, they cannot. Um, Ronda won the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, She's going to face Charlotte because that's the match we were all clamoring for. Um, The problem is facing Charlotte is boring because Charlotte's boring. Um, And facing Becky is boring because Becky is not the man anymore. And the man is the one that, like, had an interesting thing going with Ronda and, like, a natural story. And the thing about it is if you ignore that natural story to have her face Charlotte first, by the time we get back around to it, it will have lost steam. And so I guess she's going to be the babyface in a feud where she's not a particularly likable person against Charlotte, whose character is not particularly likable. So that'll just be a nothing match at WrestleMania, presumably that she'll win, and then, I don't know, maybe eventually Becky becomes the man again, and they go from there. I know there was an excerpt from the Ric Flair podcast that, again, I, I will I will say you pr- uh, probably, like, I'm never going to listen to it, um, but I saw that, like, he was saying, they were talking about, rather, that he now has the trademark back to the man, because there's never been another the man, even though if if we're gonna if we're gonna do you need to pay Ric Flair for the man, Ric Flair needs to pay a lot of money for the Nature Boy name. So I don't know why he's all of a sudden so concerned about originality. So I don't know if it's a they can't use the man thing or they are using the man and they're just not doing it right now. But whatever this version of Becky Lynch is isn't working. She's uniquely suited to be the man and not uniquely suited for whatever she's doing right now. So maybe we'll have Rhonda, you know, go back with Becky. But no, you're not going to bring the allure back. There's too much baggage with Rhonda now, um, like as a person. So people aren't naturally going to like her. Um, and I don't know if she has the opponents lined up for her that are going to help her. So no, you cannot. Question four. Who will defend the WWE Championship at the Showcase of the Immortals? So, Bobby Lashley's the WWE Champion now. He beat Brock Lesnar in an underwhelming-as-hell match where Roman randomly decided he would cost Brock the title even though he was trying to avoid Brock before then. So, so I mean, now it's like, will Brock Lesnar take the title back and do title for title with Roman or will Bobby face somebody else for the WWE title at WrestleMania feels like Brock's just going to win that back and they're going to do title for title since they don't care about the WWE title anyway you might as well absorb it into the universal title since that's really the top title so I mean I would love for it to be Bobby Lashley but it feels like it's not going to be because you're not going to have Brock lose at an event before WrestleMania, if you're going to have him go against Roman Reigns. Speaking of Roman Reigns, question five, can anyone dethrone Roman Reigns? So, their assertion is that it's been an impressive run, but it's growing a bit stale. I would I would agree with that. 
They don't have the challengers for him. Also, there's no clear person who's coming to dethrone him. And if you were doing this story, um, like in a in a creative way, you would have picked somebody, whether it's a Drew McIntyre, whether it's a My Choice, which was Big E, and you would have them become a more and more credible threat to Roman in the significant amount of time Roman has had the title. The amount of time Roman's had a title, you can make many top people, but you can focus on one because that's really all they can do is focus on one. If they focus on one person and they don't randomly decide they don't like him one week for some reason, they can do it. So, like, if you had not uh, gone too quick on the Big E thing and just had him win money in the bank and cash in on Bobby to pop a rating, you could have this whole time been building Big E with feuds like they were starting to do, like with the Sheamus feud and all that intercontinental title. And at this point, he could be the hottest guy going. You could have had him win the Royal Rumble, challenge Roman Reigns, and beat him. But you didn't do that. You also didn't do it with Drew McIntyre, the other guy who could have done it. And so now you're in a spot where there's not a credible person for him to face at WrestleMania. And then WWE blame will blame its own roster for not getting over and just put Brock Lesnar in there in a rematch that nobody wants to see. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, what should have been next for Roman Reigns is Big E beating him or Drew McIntyre beating him, but it won't be because they didn't put in the time and effort to get those people over and craft a story that would get them there. But don't worry. At Elimination Chamber, you're getting... Roman defending against Goldberg, because I know you wanted that. Even if you didn't, you did. So that's fun. That was their five questions. I feel like we got the answers pretty good. So listen, we got to talk about NXT now. It starts with the Mandy Rose hype video. Kaylee Ray versus Mandy Rose should be fun is what I wrote, and then it wasn't really. The Creed brothers are already in the ring for their semifinal match in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They're facing the Grizzled Young Veterans. The Grizzled Young Veterans are making their entrance where they talk the whole way to the ring, but the Creed Brothers are sick of that. They attack them, and we start that match. The Creed Brothers are very, very fun to watch wrestle. They're like the only fun thing about Diamond Mine other than Malcolm Bivens because that group is just cursed with boring. They're cursed with boring, but Malcolm Bivens and the Creed Brothers are great. They should break off and do their own thing. So, of course, the Creed Brothers win. That makes sense. Credit to the Grizzled Young Veterans. They are an underappreciated tag team, as all tag teams in WWE are. And the Creed Brothers move on to the finals. So, next we have a Braun Breaker. We have a rather a press conference in the ring with Braun Breaker and Santos Escobar. Wade Barrett is mediating. 
because next week they are facing each other for that NXT title at Vengeance Day. Braun is very confident that he's going to win. Now, he will win, but Santos Escobar is very, very good and will make Braun look very, very good. Santos Escobar still gave me my favorite match that anybody's had with Karrion Cross, and that's... Listen, Karrion Cross was an interesting character at points, but in the ring, not necessarily his strongest suit. And Santos Escobar had a delightful match with Karrion Cross that put Karrion Cross over, never made Santos Escobar look weak or afraid. That was the cool thing is that he was like a he was a chicken bleep heel that wasn't scared or was hiding it and so he didn't like run away from Karrion Cross so much as he always tried to get the upper hand on him. So if you have a new champion who's young and inexperienced in the ring, Santos Escobar is quite literally the perfect guy to put against him. Now, the downside is that this has not been a particularly interesting story that they've been telling, so I'm not super invested in the match. And even this press conference doesn't make it very far because Braun wants to fight now. Santos laughs at him. He says, you're so new, so young, but so naive. Things happen on my time. While people like Paul Heyman are calling you the future of WWE, I'm I'm already planning on ways to end your career. Now, that's a good line, and they're like, they've just started. So like, I've talked about this for a minute, but it's maybe a couple minutes in now, and they've both talked once, and Dolph Ziggler's music hits. Now, before we get on to all that, I love Dolph Ziggler. I think he's a huge a huge missed opportunity for WWE. He's one of those guys that won money in the bank, cashed in for the world title, but they never actually believed in him as a champion. And go back and watch when he cashes in. I think I think it's a Raw. I forget now. Um, he cashes in on Alberto Del Rio and hits the zigzag and pins him. And it's one of the loudest crowd reactions I've ever heard to anything. And yes, some of that is because it's a surprise and... People didn't like Alberto Del Rio. Can't imagine why. But Dolph Ziggler was that guy. Other people have done that same thing and not gotten the reaction Dolph Ziggler got. He's been a tag team guy. He's been a big intercontinental guy. His promo against The Miz, his one more shot promo, is one of my favorite promos I've ever heard. Sometimes you love something and it doesn't love you back. He puts his career up against the Miz's Intercontinental title, and it's the most of a big deal that Intercontinental title has ever felt. Um, so he has a huge list of accomplishments, but the problem with Dolph Ziggler is that Dolph Ziggler is very good in the ring, and specifically, he's good at bumping, and he's good at making people look good in the ring. And the problem is that he's too good at it, and he's too will- too willing to do it. So... All WWE sees him as is somebody to make people look good. And the problem with WWE is they're not particularly creative. So that doesn't manifest itself as Dolph Ziggler gets a bunch of wins and then passes that momentum on to somebody. It's when you get to the main roster, you have to feud with Dolph Ziggler or you have to have a match with Dolph Ziggler because we know he'll bump around for you. We'll know you have a really good match and then we can beat him because it doesn't matter. Except it does matter. It matters a lot. Dolph's talked about this in the past where he'll be at like house shows and it's hard to get people into your match when people know you are not winning because if Dolph is facing somebody who they see anything in Dolph is going to lose 
because they think he can just lose, because they think wins and losses don't matter. And I don't know where they got that idea, because very clearly they do. One of the reasons that Roman felt like such a big deal on this run with the Universal title is that he doesn't lose. Like, nobody beats Roman Reigns. That's part of it. That's part of the dominance. And, like, that's part of the point. If they really believe in you as they've always believed in Roman, even when they didn't have a reason to, they will put effort behind you and you won't lose. Brock Lesnar doesn't lose very much. Seth Rollins doesn't lose very much. So wins and losses do matter. And Dolph has said, like, it's really hard to get people to believe in you when they know you're just there to make the other person look good. And so now he's stuck in a spot where I imagine he's probably very comfortable. I hope he should be making very good money. And he's got a pretty cushy gig. Like, you're probably not releasing Dolph Ziggler because you can make other people with Dolph Ziggler. Except you can't because people don't believe in Dolph Ziggler. Because they know he's going to cut a promo about being underappreciated or it should have been me or one more shot. And then he's just going to lose, man. And so, you know, it doesn't matter. And because they've been doing this for years, he doesn't feel like a big deal. Now, you could make him feel like a big deal, but they won't. Because all that they're interested in doing with Dolph is having him make other people look good. And I get it. That's an important role. But, like, maybe have somebody else do it and let Dolph cook. But I say all that to say I've always been a really big Dolph Ziggler fan. Um, Like, bell to bell, he's one of the best in WWE. And if he went to somewhere like an AEW where he was taken seriously, I think he could be a huge star. He can talk really well. He has a natural charisma. I've already gone over how he's fantastic in the ring. But he's never going to get that opportunity in WWE. So uh, sincerely, all I can hope is that he is happy with the life he has and the money he makes and all that. So now we're back. Dolph is here. And it's weird to throw Dolph in here because Dolph is not in the NXT title match. It's Braun and Santos Escobar. And that match doesn't feel like a big deal because they've both gotten like one sentence in and now Dolph Ziggler is here. But on the other hand, Dolph Ziggler is here. He already feels like a bigger deal here than he does on the main roster. Dolph has always been fantastic. On the If he had come to the old NXT, it would have been perfect for him. But this is the new NXT. So it's still cool, but not as cool as it would have been if he had been in NXT before it turned into a much worse television show. Dolph sits in Wade's seat. He says, what a night. NXT on sci-fi. What a moment. NXT champ and challenger ready to throw down right here. Wonderful, until I showed up. Says to Braun, congratulations, you own Twitter, dude. I'm a big fan. Chase that clout. But time is money, and I don't get paid by the hour. So question, who the hell are you? Braun says, who am I? I'm the NXT champ, and I'm the reason you're down here, pal. I'll handle you, Dolph, after I'm done handling him, Santos. Dolph says, that's an amateur move looking past your opponent. I could list my accolades, but it would take this whole show. Mentions he's Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, United States Champion, World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Money in the Bank, Soul Survivor. He's got a big list of accomplishments when he la- when he lists them all out like that. He says, out of 100 matches, 99 don't go my way. But we all know what I can do in this ring any day of the week. He, says, he lists those accomplishments and he says, but there's one that I don't have, the NXT title. The crowd chants triple threat. He says... Best part, I don't care what they're yelling. I don't have to be better than you. I just 
have to be in your head. And as soon as I am, and then he's interrupted by Champa. So now our NXT title feud is being interrupted so that we can set up Champa and Ziggler. And listen, I first off, I love Champa Ziggler. That's gonna be fantastic. Sincerely, cannot wait to watch that match. And if you're gonna put over Braun Breaker, Dolph Ziggler can certainly do that for you. But it also takes away from the NXT title feud we currently have. And we already know Santos isn't going to win, so it's not helping, you know? So, so Chamba's out with a mic. Says, Dolph Ziggler in an NXT ring, ain't that something? He says, what a moment. He says, I'll be honest with you, though. Dolph is NXT champ. That's a hard pass. I'm going to strongly disagree with Champa there. Would love Dolph as NXT champ. He sits next to Dolph, pulls his chair up, says, Listen, kid. It's at this point I double-checked that Dolph is, in fact, older than Champa. I think Champa's 36 and Dolph is 41. He says, If you're going to walk into my home and Santos is tired of this, interrupts them. I get it, and I'd be tired of it, too. He said, You don't even go here to Dolph. That was a funny line. That's Bianca Belair's only uh, old line, rather. He says, Once I become the new NXT champion, I'm going to handle you, Dolph, and you, Champa. Champa says, you interrupt me one more time, you won't make it to Vengeance Day. And then, of course, he says, like, you got that, Holmes? Because he's not English. I don't know why they write stuff like that. It ta- he's Like, first he says, listen, homeboy, or something, which is a weird thing to say to Santos Escobar. And then he says, like, Holmes. And he says it like that. So it, like, really takes the enjoyment out of it. Um, feels, like a, feels like we don't need the white dude to do the Spanish uh, affect. Or a slang that he never uses ever feels like somebody wrote that down. Um, so he says to Braun, "Once you're done with him, Santos, I'm next in line." And it's at this point I put Champa should be last in line. He says, "Unless the kid has a problem with that, Champa definitely shouldn't get another title shot. Like he's already faced Braun, he already lost. There's no, I'm good. I don't need, I don't need anymore." He says, "Unless the kid has a problem with that, Dolph says this is your home, right?" The same few hundred Florida people come out and clap like seals no matter what you do. It's at this point I wrote, cool, canned crowd sweetening noise we got here. Before this, it seemed fine, and I I don't know why they thought they needed to either elevate the volume or put in canned crowd noise, but it sure did sound like a video game crowd, like a 2K crowd. Like, you know how it doesn't sound like people at all? It sounded just like that. Kind of ruined it. Um, Dolph says, when does it end? When does the helmet and elbow pads come off and then Champa kicks him out of the chair and out of the ring and they fight. And then Santos and uh, Legato Del Fantasma jump bronze. So everybody's fighting. So presumably then it's going to be Champa versus Dolph and then maybe Dolph versus Braun. Cause I mean, if you're going to have Dolph go against Braun, you should have Dolph beat Champa. I'm fine with Dolph beating Champa. That's fine. And then Dolph will put up a valiant effort against Braun, and Braun can beat him. It'll make Braun look like a million bucks, and they'll have a fantastic match and a fantastic program. I think their promos would work well. I love it. So MSK wins wins against that team that I never remember. They were like the Cinderella story team this year, so they lose. So for the second year in a row, MSK is in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They go against the Creed Brothers next week at Vengeance Day. Uh, the Creed Brothers should win that match. 
Like I said, that's going to be next week. Creed Brothers absolutely should win. There's not particularly a point to having MSK win. Feels like Creed Brothers need that win. And MSK don't, I think. So, you know, that should be fun. I will say, if WWE cared more about tag teams, this tournament would mean more, but they don't, so it doesn't. The reason it worked so well, like the first year or two, is that they took single stars. So, like they took, in the first one, they took Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, and they made them partners. And you could tell Samoa Joe was jealous of him. He would eye that NXT title. It led into their feud for the NXT title. And so you had big single superstars coming together because the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic was such a big deal. And now you don't have that. You just have, like, actual tag teams. And the problem is they don't feature tag teams a lot on their week-to-week television. They're not featured in big matches a lot. This isn't old NXT anymore, so they can't just blow you away with a match and a program. It's going to be WWE main roster light. And so you don't care about it as much because you know WWE doesn't care about it as much. So it doesn't matter. And so, yeah, MSK and Kree Brothers are in the finals and Kree Brothers should win. It should give them a boost, but they're still a tag team. And I know WWE doesn't care about tag teams. So what's the point? I guess. So now in the main event, it's Kaylee Ray versus Mandy Rose for the women's title. Why not save this for next week at Vengeance Day? Why are we doing it here? Gigi and JC interrupt as Kaylee Ray's seemingly about to win and help Mandy Rose in a very lame finish to a match that should have been way more fun and should have been on the Vengeance Day show, but wasn't, so whatever. Toxic Attraction stand over Kaylee Ray. They're very happy with themselves. Mandy Rose has Kaylee Ray's bat. But they're interrupted by EO got darn Shirai because EO is down to fight at all times, always, dude. EO's always ready to fight, always, dude. EO comes down to the ring. She takes out Toxic Attraction because that's what EO Shirai does. Gets him out of the ring. She hits a 619 on Gigi Dolan. That was fun because she's EO Shirai and she can do anything. Kaylee Ray takes out Mandy Rose, even though she literally just lost, so it could not matter any less. And uh, EO and uh, Kaylee Ray stand tall. So I'm I'm not 100% sure here if the Kaylee Ray thing continues with Mandy Rose because Mandy had to get help to win. I'm good. That match didn't do it for me. I'm all set. Their feud's been super boring. Um, I'm not sure if EO Shirai now gets a title shot. I love EO Shirai to be NXT Women's Champion forever and never go to the main roster. So I'm fine with that, but she wouldn't win. Or are you gonna do are you gonna do Kaylee Ray and Eo Shirai versus Gigi and JC for the women's tag titles or, or just a tag match? Or is that still Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez maybe that are gonna do that? Or are we doing like a six woman tag? I'm a little confused about what feuds we're getting coming out of this. I'm also a little bit confused about what Mandy Rose is doing at Vengeance Day since she just had the title match they've been setting up poorly, but still setting up for all this time. But the important thing here is Io Shirai's back, and she's not with her tag team partner, who I'm not doing a bit. I really can't remember her name. I remember them telling me she was going to be a big deal and then did nothing interesting with her, did really bad. I'm American, and I don't understand other cultures gimmick with her. Um... So hopefully, you know, 
hopefully that just quietly ends and we don't mention it again. Um, so like, yeah, EO should probably be back in the title picture and be the champion always forever. Um, not just in my heart, but in the real world. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Mandy doesn't have a lot of challengers like ready to go. She beat Cora Jade and Raquel in that triple threat match. She beat Kaylee Ray in an underwhelming match. If you need to line up people for Mandy Rose, then I suppose Io Shirai is as good as anybody. The problem I have with that is that I'd want Io Shirai to win, and she won't. But, you know, whatever. I can't have everything I want, which is Io Shirai to always be champion, always. But that's fine. So, we got Braun Santos for the NXT title. MSK Creed Brothers, winners of that, get a tag team shot at Imperium. Um, Carmelo Hayes defends that North American title. Against Cameron Grimes. Um, Mandy Rose might be facing somebody or might not. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Champa and Ziggler. I'm not sure if we're doing that match one week after Dolph shows up. But I'd love for him to. Pretty good card, all things considered. I think it's going to be a fun night. It wasn't set up well. This wasn't a particularly interesting or good or well thought out go home show. But here we are, and the, ma- the the card itself should be fun. I think NXT has shown that, if nothing else, the in-ring product is not as good as NXT was, but it's better than the main rosters is by the way it's constructed. So, you know, maybe maybe it'll be fine. Let me know what you think of the card. What do you think is going to be the best match on the card? Because I have a feeling it might be Braun and Santos. I think that might be the most fun match. But Carmelo Hayes is pretty good at stealing the show, and he's got Cameron Grimes in there. So I don't know. Let me know on Twitter, at ZachNXT. In the meantime, that's it for NXT, so that's it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic as always, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.